back everybody to never ending adventure the podcast where we talk about adventure time episode by episode my name is dark elf ned and this is dungeon master russell where, where are we who, who 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 said that oh you wanted me to open because you had who, a who whole bit that? oh my gosh what's happening are you in the basement or i'm you in, in a, i'm in a, a dungeon ned, ned is this is this still your dungeon what's happening hello hello what's up Oh, hey, Ned, how's it going? Hi, you still trapped in my basement from... I'm still trapped episode in your basement. But it's five? It's a dungeon now. We've we've teleported. We've teleported? Or well, you've I've, moved me. I've you upgraded moved me. my basement to a dungeon. Well, you got the, the unlimited amount of the surplus treasure that apparently just is everywhere new. It's everywhere. And clearly you've upgraded pretty big because my chains are made out of gold now. Noise. Yeah. Yeah. Did you notice the last episode too that Finn and Jake's like front door is just their treasure room? I know. Just more things that I forget to bring up on past episodes. I yeah. Had, yeah. Yeah. But there's oh, is that their treasure room? Yeah. Or? They have like a dedicated treasure room. <laughs> it's the front door. It's, it's, I think they call it like their loot room. Or and something. you can literally look into it. You know, it's yeah. like, I, I was curious. I mean, all right, let's, let's start with this, man. Like, what? What is ooh, like? What value does ooh currency have? Because we see in this episode that the gold is just—it's just like, or in the past couple of episodes, gold's everywhere. I mean, there's the treasure chest in this episode, which is kind of like a mimic, uh, just straight up barfs treasure on the ground. And in City of Thieves, we see Penny has a bunch of treasure everywhere. And yeah, she but she just wants another. It, so. I know, but but still, like that's a, I I've never seen a gold bar in my life in person. And they should have got gold bars everywhere, you know? And then, uh, yeah, the last episode, it was in their front room. So I'm, yeah. I'm super curious of... I mean, I know it carries currency because we have a later episode where we go to the Wildberry Kingdom and Jake and Finn have a ton of loot that from their treasure room and they're just going to go spend it. They're like, how do we spend all of our loot? And they go to the Wildberry Kingdom and they're basically like two rich guys. So I think- So that, it still has value. Yeah, then. gold and treasure and gems and stuff still has value. I think everybody else in Ooh, if you really look at like all the kingdoms, it's hot dog kingdom. There's probably old lady kingdom because there's an old lady princess that like, and then there's candy kingdom that everybody's kind of like, like pretty weak sauce. So- So not everybody is crazy wealthy. Yeah, and not everybody can go dungeon diving, you well, know? Penny needs to get out of the City of Thieves because- <laughs> All of that's going to get stolen at some point. But you had to be clean to get out of the city of thieves. Oh, really? You know? Well, she was out at the beginning of the episode, sort of. Yeah. Maybe there's a, I don't know. <laughs> that is still such a mystery to me. I love that episode, but such a mystery to me how all of that stuff actually works. I know. Well, but regardless, there's just like dungeons that PB obviously wants to block off because she's like, put all these signs up that say, don't go in this dungeon. For some reason, it's not really it's not stated. stated. Maybe there was a candy person that died down there. We, I wish they had had like a candy bone skeleton down there. Yeah, all the all the signs just kind of point in multiple directions. I mean, it's very clearly that, hey, this is the hole that you would go into to get yeah. into this dungeon. Don't do it. But the signs are just like, they don't, they're not putting them all so they're facing the hole in the first place. It's <laughs> like, I don't know. Come on. But wait, also, Princess Bubblegum has to know that Finn likes to go into dungeons. So why would she like drop him off, be like, don't go in there and then leave? She plays a weird role in this episode. She does. Is she, 
I don't even, man, I wasn't planning on getting into this so much later. So Princess, she saves the day, essentially. Yeah, she drops them off, saves the day. Totally saves the day. She, like, you're implying that she probably knew that they were going to go into the dungeon. Yeah. Or she, I mean, she came back and they were gone and she probably automatically assumed. They had to have been. There's a half-eaten sandwich. Jake went in after. Well, sorry, he would never leave a sandwich on No, not a, maybe sandwich crumbs on the Sandwich crumbs, Yeah. Well, that's interesting. So she comes in on her her swan and is she showing a better side to her? Is there a reason she's doing this? Is it like, because she, I almost wonder, is it because she needs Finn? Is Princess Bubblegum saving Finn because there's a purpose later on down the road where like, it's not that they're friends. It's that Princess Bubblegum actually needs him for something. That's a good theoretically speaking. Theoretically speaking. But I would say... Like, he's the hero of the Candy Kingdom. And honestly, Princess Bubblegum, like, flexes her science and flexes what looks like magic, and then she calls science all the time. But I don't think she really needs a hero of the Candy Kingdom. But I think it's, well, a, it's a friend technology thing like she has. And I she, and she, she also not. said she was going to come pick him back up. You know, she was like, wait here, and I'll come pick you back up, you know? Yeah, I just, I'm skeptical about her still. I think I'm just, I have that first episode burned in my brain as a, yeah. like, watch out for PB. Yeah, you know? well, I'm, I'm still surprised. I think it just kind of more diving into the episodes individually that we really haven't had a Princess Bubblegum or Candy Kingdom episode even 18 episodes through now. Yeah, know? other than the first one, maybe it's not fair for me to feel the way that I do. Yeah, but, but we, we have do. a lot more development that's going to happen that will help shape and mold your opinion. That's good. Well, I think we ought to just, since we're talking about it right now, let's go ahead and just get to another segment for this show. What's What you're going to kick it off with? My lovely. Give, give, give me some sugar, baby. Lovely of the episode. Who was? I'm actually really curious about this one this week. It's the swan. It's the swan? The, the swan is okay. my lovely. Um, I was an underdog. I did not expect that. Yeah. There's another guy that, you know, the more I think about it, he probably should have been. Um, and then Fats, I have... My, you know what? I have two lovelies on my notes in two different sections. Don't, I have two lovelies too, but don't, right, well, don't steal mine. I'll please. go for the swan first. Okay. Uh, the swan shoots lasers out of its head or its mouth. Yeah, she like pulls its freaking like, amazing back and it shoots lasers out, which is, I was like, mm-hmm. wait, that doesn't even come up again in the show, man. Okay. Well, she's the swan is also like jet propulsion or like it. It flies through propulsion of some sort, like it's got. Because it wasn't like, like flapping its wings. Well, it, flew it down. is flapping its wings, but it's going like it's got these rings coming out the back out of its butt, oh, yeah. going boom, 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 boom. Obviously, yeah, if it shoots lasers out of its mouth, it has I don't know propulsion out of its butt. That's an awesome duck. You dress that or swan. You dress that swan up like a dragon, and I am La- so in laser dragon, laser Soul. dragon with jet propulsion, right. some sort of a futuristic engine. Second lovely. For you? No, for you. For me. Hear, yeah. Well, it's going to steal yours. Too. It's going to steal. Are you sure? Probably. I, there's no way you didn't choose this guy. He's amazing. Okay, hit me. Mini Bucket Knight. No, well, not on my lovelies. No, I, the I Bucket did Knight. Ex- I did expect that to be your number one, for okay. sure. Okay. Yeah, he's awesome. He's he's like, I imagine he's the rival to Shovel Knight. It's like the when he's miniature, the Mini Bucket Knight, which Shovel Knight is a video game. It's like an indie video game. Um, which we talked about a little bit before this, and then you've never played. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't either, but I have watched people play it because I am a nerd and I listen to Let's Plays. 
Um, but yeah, it kind of functions as a gremlin, which is another interesting reference. Like, like don't get him water. wet. Yeah, don't get him wet because he, he multiplies in size. Yeah, well, my only qualm with the bucket knife was that he pours the water on him and he goes, exponential growth. Then why would you choose to live in a cave that wouldn't allow you to grow beyond a, the set point where you could move around in the cave if you could grow exponentially. Yeah, and that seems like a curse to me because yeah. anything exponential, I mean, it's like right now they're talking about how technology is constantly developing, growing exponentially, you know, over the past 30 years or whatever. And and it, it is, uh, but I'm like, man, I'm still using the same dang iPhone. Come on, Apple. Like, where's... <laughs> The exponential growth is in a different way and it's in, in different elements of technology, but I just get annoyed with uh, the same iPhone every five, every well, every, <laughs> every year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I only buy a new one every three or four years, but yeah, um, but yeah, no, the mini bucket night, man, like it's a nice little lesson there of forced perspective because you see him and you're like, who's this intimidating freaking dude, like rhino looking guy. And then it zooms out and all of a sudden he's, like, massive oh he's tiny oh he's, oh, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. tiny but i was talking about the forced perspective of yeah, like when, when he comes in the looks. beginning yeah. yeah it's it's cool it's like it's the opposite of what's well, like how they did the hobbits and like that and yeah the, Lord of the Rings. perspective yeah all that big. stuff is so cool and then he's like kind of weirdly gullible you know i basically just tell us finn where they go and and also the rules of his room this episode has a lot of dungeons and dragons uh references yeah and the the rules of his room and especially if like being a runescape fan like i love this really stuck out to me it's single combat so like even if jake was there in theory he wouldn't even be able to help Ben fight because it's single combat it's, yeah only. The way, he's probably <laughs> been beaten that way before because it's pretty notable he's like i, he, I, made, my, I made my rules because i've been beaten before or I've told somebody where the door was. Yeah. I, I couldn't pour water on myself quick <laughs> I did, enough. Yeah, I thought it was like kind of noble of him to be like, no, this is mano y mano. Yeah. Know? So let's go. What are your lovelies? All right, you're not going to like my first one because it was the demon cat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I you, know he's, he told he me about that freaked one. Freaked you out. Day. But I thought one drawn and like designed beautifully. Like great like character that design. That Rayman, yeah. like missing the link, but the legs still there, like concept the tail that's like wrapped under mm -hmm. him and then around him, I thought was like super cool. And then I thought it just, it makes me laugh every time watching this episode because it's like, it's the, an incredible power that he like comes in and like knows exactly who Finn is, but calls him Frank, the human boy. The approximate knowledge, approximate of knowledge of many things. Yeah. So it's like the best power and the most useless one. And like when Finn's hiding, he's like, you're here. And he's like, oh no. <laughs> I'm about not. to pounce I'm, on you. I'm about to pounce on you. Yeah. And, the, uh, it, but he's kind of like a Courage the Cowardly Dog design, like creepy design yeah. mixed with like Suicune from Pokemon. There's like a mm -hmm. weird overlay there. Yeah. And then also Alien for some reason. Alien for like, like he's got the tongue. He's got Oh yeah, you the, see the little cat thing comes which out. Which was of like his mouth. totally useless as well. Doesn't he's also reoccur? Cat, yeah, you know. So it's like <laughs> I don't know what the point of his like, you know, uh, like fish tongue. Let me lure you into my dungeon. But it's like like corner. an alien, you know. Like yeah. he's got the little alien mouth alien inside of thing. his mouth or whatever. But um, second, lovely, which I don't know. Like it, you could easily have missed it. But I rewatched this one and I was like, this guy's awesome. The laser pointer troll. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's good. He's I was, good. I was thinking conceptually too. Like this is just a dungeon that's obviously been abandoned. And like his purpose in there is to sit on a stump with a laser pointer. And that's like, yeah, it's like he has his room. You know, I feel like in dungeons, like all the bad guys have mm-hmm. their specific rooms along the way and the, they get worse and worse as you go. You know, I mean, and Vin, that was Vin's the, the worst did. of Jake's too. Yeah, like, that, that was, was the final room that we saw before he was that's in the right. cage. That's right. We still don't know how he got into the cage either. He just was like, I didn't, I couldn't, you know, get out of these rooms. I failed. Jake's like, Animal instincts just keep kicking in on the... I mean, we see all of Finn's journey and then we see just like maybe 30 <laughs> seconds yeah. of Jake's, but it's like the sandwich distracts him, you know, and then the laser pointer. I mean... And he can't spit. He can't spit, yeah. And the first person that he runs into... Sorry, we're going away from your lovely... Yeah, because I wanted to he, talk about that too. Yes, okay. Dude, it's uh, the Reaper. Yeah, the it's, Reaper from the Wizards. Work, yeah, the work for hire skeleton guy, uh, which I was like... What are you buying, that dude? Yeah, <laughs> I was. It took me. I like. I can't believe I missed it the first time through. And then I did my research, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, that that was him." And so, so maybe also that kind of puts into perspective that they're not trapped in rooms. They can, like, hmm. maybe that was his home, and he can leave and go sell. That's his full time job. Rabbit he, skeleton yeah. foots on the side of the road when he's not guarding dungeons i guess but he's he's just as unattractive unattractive and obviously desperate because of that in this episode as well just like how jake was saying oh he's unattractive yeah he's unattractive i'm trying to do trying to do throwbacks you i've only seen the show this though every episode i've seen is been documented in this podcast so forgive my poor references sometimes it's all good it's all good i i forgive you yeah, thank you. Um, Man, I wanted I wanted to talk about yeah. real quick, just in this episode as a whole, like quotes. Man, I know we haven't talked about quotes from episodes like literally since one of our first podcasts, but this one was just chock full of one liners that I couldn't pass up. The whatever you want, mama. <laughs> yeah. the, like, right off the bat, very Elvisy. Lunchtime, the big like. Yeah, they switched the ping. logo around a little yeah, bit switched on this the one. logo around. They did it twice because they did lunchtime and then. Uh, and then they did uh, newfound, newfound respect, respect. Yeah. Um, with a different like colored background, which I thought that was like, I'm surprised they hadn't done that. They really hadn't done that since like episode two or three, I think. I was hoping, I mean, the lunchtime definitely does not make this a theory, but I was hoping they would do that only when like, like we've leveled up, like we've found uh, like the next point in like their development as characters. Oh, you're like wanting it to be a very video gamey. It was like almost too obvious. Like I think it, it would take too much away probably from the show but I was at Newfound Respect like they worked in their lesson at the end when they're talking the Princess Bubblegum is like we became better as a team. You yeah know? but you can't do that for like whatever 150 episodes of a show. Yeah I mean that, that wasn't like their real lesson. Tedious. It wasn't More their real quotes. lesson anyway, though, man. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> She's a very intelligent princess. She's a very intelligent princess. What does she say? Is that another one of the quotes, what she says at no, the end no, of that? No, it's not one of the uh, ones I grabbed, but it was, uh, I will be back within 11 minutes. Yes, and that's just a, a joke cheeky about reference the to... runtime of the episode. Yep. Um, Finn gets defeated by the cat the first time. And goes, slaps, that cat was kicking my buns. <laughs> um, another one is when he goes to find the key in the big blob of jelly and goes, don't flaunt it if you're not going to give it up. 
Oh, yeah. So racy. But he doesn't even he doesn't even get the key. Like it doesn't even matter. Yeah. And then he ends up like dancing for like motivation or something like that. Yeah. At some point he they refer to a butt as a powdered donut. And that was another one that I just <laughs> on the butt the your powdered donut. Yeah, I was like, I love I've it, never man. heard that before. They call it and the one I actually use in my day-to-day life is just calling it your hams. Your hams. They slap you on the hams, man. That's math. Uh, I think my last quote of this one that I had to just like a dimension and just it was like all aboard the knuckle train to fist planet. Yeah, I had that one as well. <laughs> that that's such a good so one. Good. Who's what does he say that? Oh, that's the shovel knight, right? Or sorry, geez, when he's fighting the bucket knight. The bucket knight, yeah. So did you know the bucket knight? This is something that I looked up, was voiced by D. Bradley Baker, who I actually randomly saw a TikTok about the other day. But this guy's resume for voice acting is wild. Yeah, I watched that TikTok you sent me and it was like- It's awesome. Mainly like main roles were like Avatar Last Airbender, he's Cinnamon Bun, he's Bucket Knight, he's like, in, and then there was like yeah. four other shows I hadn't heard of. Dude, yeah, he's like, a, he's in Gravity Falls, Couldn't Name Kids Next Door, I think is number four. Uh, Legends of Korra, so also the first Avatar as Momo and Appa, mm-hmm. which is amazing. And then he's done Phineas and Ferb, Steven Universe. I mean, just like, dude, what yeah. a what a this guy's making some money. Like, I think he's every clone trooper maybe in Star Wars <laughs> in as the well. Clone Wars, like, that's awesome. Yeah, oh, dude, I would love to meet this guy. I want to meet so him. Cool. I want to be him. Uh, call out. Let's get him on the podcast. Let's if, get him down here. If he, yeah. My, we'll do my a, beef we'll, is that he's not on the podcast. We'll do a, a cinnamon bun special or something like that, you know? We could definitely figure out a way. I mean, if we ever had a celebrity like that, we would have to, we'll like edit and and we'll plan an episode out specifically for whatever it is for that makes sense for them. Once yeah. we're famous, you know? Well, I'm feeling pretty in my element with the quotes. Yeah, you got some more? No, but I think our advertisement uh, or advertisers from this week might have something that they want to say. Yeah, they might get mad if we don't let them because I want to keep talking because I'm in my element too. I'm in my dungeons. Mathematical. Hamacow. <laughs> Hi there. Do you have a dirty dungeon? Have you not cleaned your dungeon in years? Do you have frequent tourists not wanting to enter your dungeon and steal your treasures? Then call 1-800-DUNGEON-CLEANERS. We'll clean your dungeon at 40 schmeckles a session. Or $80 for a whole weekly clean. Excuse me. Excuse me, sir. You you clean dungeons? Yes, absolutely we do. Would you would you clean my under dungeon? My under my dungeon? Why, of course we can do under dungeons, we can do over dungeons, we can do side dungeons. It's just that it's it's very overgrown and I've had people describe it as swampy. And I really I really could use some professional help. I tried I tried bleaching it and bleaching did nothing for my dungeon. Well, we don't bleach, sir, but we have uh, swamp specialists, we have sweep specialists, we have mow specialists, we have trim specialists, we have shiny specialists. It's just that it's been locked away for, for years now, and some would just even describe it as vacant. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the powder, the nether is uh, my sir, powder donut. Sir, let me stop you right there. We, uh, we do not handle that kind of dungeon. You need to go to the adult kingdom for that. Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry to interrupt this. All right. Uh, goodbye, sir. Goodbye. Call 1-800-DUNGEON. We'll clean your dungeon, but not your butthole. And swallow. Welcome back, everybody. I am uh, I am so sorry about that uh, incredibly inappropriate ad. I don't think we uh, screened that one before we added it to the podcast. I can't believe how you just started this podcast with me swallowing food. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> How's it going, everybody? I'm back. We're back. We, we've gotten some dinner in us. We have uh, helped edit an incredibly inappropriate ad, and we are ready to finish up Dungeon Talk. It wasn't that bad. Let's talk about our <laughs> nether regions. Or, uh, sorry, let's talk about the dungeon. Your, your powdered donuts and your hams. Yeah, Ned. What is what's your favorite dungeon crawler game? Do you have one? Ooh, I I did jam on some Skyrim for a little while. Um, yeah, but I was super late to the game, and I did not like. I was I was playing hours on end, and I'm like, I'm not getting anywhere. Like, I'm literally spent two hours getting this dungeon, got a a, a super like cool helmet, and then I turned around and I found a better helmet like on the ground, mm. like walking around. So I don't know. What about you? That's one of those games though, like part of it is not getting anywhere. I think yeah. that way too is Zelda, like part of the game, especially Breath of the Wild, and I think Zelda is probably my favorite dungeon crawler. It's like, it really is a game of just slow going, like living in the world, like taking your time. But I will say my problem with Skyrim too is that I've spent like 20, 30, 40 hours playing Skyrim, I've never beaten it. I yeah, just, I I've gotten a really high level guy I don't think you're like supposed to beat it from like what I've heard about, you know? Yeah, probably not, but I, I definitely have never gotten anywhere near beating it. I was not in my element playing Are that you, game. Is your favorite dungeon crawler game just Dungeons and Dragons? No, it's it's not. It's not Dungeons and Dragons. Well, it is a really dang fun time though. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean Zelda's probably my favorite one. I would I would say it's got to be up there, but but I've played D&D one time in a legit campaign that went on for several months, and like it's it's just one of those games or things that you do where like you really do feel like you're living those experiences, and they are super fun, but it's very different from, like, I don't really see D&D, like it is Dungeons and Dragons, but it's like, how much of the time do you spend in that actually in Dungeons? I mean, maybe... That's like you could create stories, storylines. Your yeah, like your specific dungeon, dungeon storyline. Yeah, but but typically speaking, like D and D happens in a world that you develop yeah. or create or that or may have a few dungeons trickled in there. Yeah, so I don't know. But in this episode, there are a ton of D and D references. Yeah, yeah, I've got them listed. Do you want me to to just start listing? Yeah, or, do that and, because I've only, like I said, I've only played once. So I'm not gonna have all of them. Off all the top right. of my head. I mean, you can stop me if you if you want to pick up. Now I'm not an avid D and D person, so Russell, if you're like, oh my gosh, like that, we've had that come up in campaigns, and it's yeah. awesome. Uh, the the living treasure chest that pukes is known as a mimic. Yep. Oh yeah. Uh, the door with the mouth, also known as a mimic. Uh, a flat monster disguised as a ground, known as a trapper. Uh, the demon cat, known as a displacer beast. Man and. I, I could only imagine in D&D that would be terrifying to come up across because I don't know if in D&D the element of him knowing approximately everything is part of that character in D&D, but it is, that would be terrifying. Yeah, I feel face. like you'd have to roll off super high number because if you, you know, shot a spell at him, there's like a 90% chance he knows where you're going to shoot it at. So he can, yeah, 10% chance that you're gonna hit or something you know you could <laughs> two guys you could get uh you could get really play D &D. <laughs> really mathematical with that this one is not a D, &D podcast um, the jelly cube is known as a gelatinous cube yeah which i've heard that reference from D, D as well and i think they have those in zelda yeah i think it's yeah it's like a it's like a big dungeon crawler like concept is the yeah it's the big like gelatinous cubes it's um, because nerds love jello because nerds love eating jello um, i don't know uh, the Bucket Knight is known as a construct. 
the guardian angel is known as an angel. That's all. Well, not much of an angel. <laughs> not much of an angel. The flaming eyeball is known as a beholder. The spitting monster is known as a troll, and the creature using the later pointer is known as a bugbear. A bugbear? Yeah. Oh, man. Well, just the name alone, I could see why you made him your lovely. Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a little bugbear with a laser pointer. Too bad he's not as adorable as that name is. <laughs> his, his nose is all all messed up and crooked. Man, while we're, while we're rolling with some facts, I mean, do you have any more D&D-like kind of references or talking points? like that we- No, nothing directly related to D&D. Mine's more just like all my points are just characters just talking about the characters that yeah, the people we face in the dungeons mm-hmm. we rolled through a lot of characters in this episode well in just in terms of like facts and cool things about how much you know pendleton ward loves D and incorporated that into adventure time so much through like multiple episodes i feel like this was the first one that they got to like nerd out and originally this was called dungeon master that whole episode was called dungeon master i don't know why they changed it um i Thought that would have kind of been cool, but maybe they were trying not to fully be like, yeah, this is a D&D episode, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. I don't, I don't know, man. I mean, the I, I think what sticks out to me about this episode is we see Ben realizing he's reached his limit. Yeah. And we haven't really seen that too much. I mean, he was very afraid of the ocean, sure. You know, he's terrified of the ocean, doesn't want to go near it, but but he never really felt like he was physically exhausted. Like I mm-hmm. spent a lot of this episode, first time watching it, actually a little afraid, you know, and there's, I think that just goes to show how good the the storyboard or the story writing is or, or whatever the, the writing is for this dang episode of this show. What am I trying to say? Uh, like it, they really convinced me that something might could happen to Finn to some degree, you know, like obviously we know that nothing really happens, but yeah. But there was part of me like when he's fighting the gelatinous cube, you know, and he gets stuck and he's all that is left is his face. I was like, someone's got to have to freaking save this guy. Like, Jake, where are you at? You know, like I kept thinking that. And then, you know, when we see the cat for the second time, that was actually I tried to watch it. It was really late at night and I'm not as much of a scary cat as I let on in the fear episode, but I am. (laughs) Uh, And it was really late at night and the cat got that really creepy face you yeah know? when it was like i'm gonna murder you. yeah and the red yeah. eyes and i i was just like not feeling it the first time and i said i'll watch this later because <laughs> watch it i now. don't want nightmares <laughs> <laughs> yeah they well and they did a just like an incredible job with like making it scary and that's like if i were to advise parents out there like watching this show listening to the podcast with your kids like this one pushes the limits of like yeah that the, the angel would have freaked me out oh my gosh. as a kid, like big time. I just knew. I knew the angel was, was going like to do that. Too much of an ominous. It was so <laughs> obvious, yeah. I'm your guardian angel. And also she sucks. Yeah. I want to say that. Like she super sucks. Great at glockenspiel. Great at glockenspiel. I noticed she was playing the uh, ominous glockenspiel. Yeah, but she. Land- and you know that the music sucks. that she was playing on the glockenspiel uh, what has a resemblance to Mice on Venus by C418, which is a song from Minecraft. So they like, I'm telling you, that I yeah. think that the writers just wanted to nerd out as much as possible on like all video game D&D references. I'm pretty convinced that there was a, a time period in the LA, just, this is based off of my knowledge of Dan Harmon's podcast, 
where I think a lot of those writers in that world, and you know, unfortunately, this could be a, a dude who is in Cartoon Network Studios in in Georgia, but uh, I don't know where their headquarters is. I think it's Georgia, but uh, but I think a lot of people in that world, like when Minecraft came out, it was like, man, this is like you could. It's a sandbox, like one of the first yeah, like big sandbox, sandbox games, games yeah. that allow you to do whatever. But yeah, man, that the the angel and just like Finn. Like he looks so rough and he's so cut up and so bruised and and he's got goo on him and a black eye. And I was like, really like, someone's got to save him. And then, because the cat is the most terrifying being in this yeah, show I, or in this episode. I thought the cat was like probably the most powerful one in the dungeon, even Definitely. over the bucket night. But the angel is interesting because the angel takes him and then she wants to eat him. But before eating him, and this is her big flaw, I guess, is... Maybe humans taste better when they're healed up and they their clothes are perfect or whatever. But she she's like, oh, don't worry, like I'll take care of all your wounds, you know. Yeah. And then he's fine and he's perfectly good looking. Like she could have dumped him off in the in the soup as like, he was all like beat up. all yeah. beat up and not he's able not to escape. like fight back. And also, I did it bug you that like both him and Jake really could have just slid out of that cage pretty easily. I've tried my best to get past that about cartoons. Yeah. yeah. Just cages are cages. I think it's just one of those things where animators realize that the show is just better if you can see more of the character's body. Yeah. And so they make the arms very large and far apart, or sorry, very small and far apart, just so that it doesn't like interfere with the animation too much. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And I guess it'd be hard to like put an animation behind that many lines. Like, yeah, and, yeah, that makes sense. So, I mean, maybe you could do something with layering, but I'm not really sure how all that stuff works. I just, yeah, I, but it does, it does bother me. It does bother me a little bit. Uh, but Finn, you know, of course figures out a way and, and they realize that throughout all of the dungeon, throughout their own different paths of the dungeon, they, they needed to work together the whole time. And that's that whole newfound respect, you know, better as a team mm -hmm. well, lesson I, that they learned. I thought that was such a good point in this episode because we've, we've talked about, you know, how like Jake's been lazy and, uh, you know, maybe not like motivated to go on, you know, adventures that he's having to exert like effort on. So this kind of shows that like, they're definitely a team. And when one goes off, because like with Jake's laziness, sometimes you're like, why Why does Finn need Jake around? And vice versa. Why does Jake need Finn around? Mm -hmm. And this one like really puts that in a full, like in a lesson into the episode that like, that's why they need each other around because Jake just doesn't think on his feet. He's not like witty. He's not focused. And Finn is the one that's like, you know, focus and, and strategizes things and kick, you know, kicks the skeleton into the dungeon mouth to like make sure that the door is, is yeah. healthy. Jake could choose a sword and he chooses a sandwich, you know? Like, I don't know. I'm pretty hungry right now. So I, I don't <laughs> blame him for that. Yeah. When you said earlier that we just had dinner, you meant I just had dinner and, and you <laughs> are jealous. And, and I'm over here choosing sandwiches over swords. Hey, you had pokey in front of me yesterday. So I'm having pokey in front of you today. It's only fair. <laughs> only fair. Um, yeah, dude, they, I think they have a little bit of growth there, but I'm, I'm, I know there's just so much more that needs to happen with Finn and Jake. It's mm -hmm. only the first season, but. Well, you see, they kind of are hesitant even about like, she's like, what did you guys learn? And they're like, uh, something, you know, friendship together or whatever. You know, they even brush it aside that like, you know, he's still 12 years old at this point. Jake's a little bit more mature. Yeah, but, well, Jake keeps denying his lessons. I mean, we saw in the yeah. Witch's Garden where he's just like, you know, refuses to learn anything. He's like, nope, I didn't learn anything. 
but that's I, it's fair. I mean, and then at the end, I think they have a little bit, they're a little scared of PB, you know, and they have to say something nice to her. And she's just like, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. You kind of see her, like her matureness, but also like her, like you're darn right. Don't mess with me. And again, like kind of instills this Princess Bulgum may not be very nice of a person. Yeah, I don't know. What about the, the key hand thing? That keeps coming up. Yeah, because it came up. What was the last episode it came up in? Um, it was up uh, in Kyrenian episode. Yeah, and they it was like, used, key hand. And it did nothing. And it did nothing. Know? But it was probably my favorite gag of this episode was when he goes, key hand, and then he goes, lock hand. Lock as hand. <laughs> like, like, just because you have a hand that can turn into a lock, as if that's going to do anything to help you get out of yeah. your predicament. But, you know, Jake, even outside of being able to make key hand and lock hand, which are useless... He had a like a rod and reel thing he did with his arm this episode. I loved that one. And and that actually inspired me. I wrote down a question because I had a couple of questions I wanted to like ask you and be like, we've we've now made 18 episodes through. I thought the fishing rod hand to grab Finn was super awesome. What's been your favorite stretchy Jake moment so far? I know you might have to think it through for a second, but this one might have been mine. And maybe we can bring that up next week if you want to, you know, put a yeah. pin in it. This has got to be my my favorite one just because it's like a, a very technical tool. Yeah. Like a, a lot of what we've seen is like he morphs into a platform or he grows to get higher up on a mountain or something yeah, like that. Push, or the he catch uses his, his jowls to push Finn underwater. His jowls or the fight or something like that. But mm -hmm. like this was the first time where I really felt like he was showcasing like the extent of his ability to stretch and to mold. Yeah, because I it I caught and it didn't catch me off guard as much, but I was like, oh shoot, that was like a cool stretchy thing. It's like he's got like a, a string going through a fishing rod of his own like body. I was like, dang, that, yeah. that's that's not something you could just like turn on in a day. No, you know? it's that's that's pretty dang cool. I mean, the like stretchy. I think one of those like cliche things about stretchy superhero powers is like being like a parachute or something like that, which yeah. I think we've we've definitely seen Jay do that at, at some point. I can't remember mm -hmm. what episode, but so that's cool. But but the the rod and reel, I think we could get really creative there because yeah. that's past even like what Luffy from One Piece could do. You know, yeah. like and that's and I was yeah. gonna say, yeah, now he kind of shows that Jake has that superiority over Mr. Fantastic or Incredible yes, Incredible yeah. Woman or whatever Miss Parr from the Incredibles, you know. I was like, okay, maybe, maybe Jake is a superhero level quality of stretchy here. It just doesn't have the motivation to do much with it. No. Unless Finn kind of takes him on an adventure. Yeah, we'll see. Well, I want to see a Jake, like Jake being super motivated. Like this is the adventure that I want to do episode, you know, versus yeah. like, this is the adventure that we are being called to or Finn being like, hey, this is what we're doing, you mm -hmm. know, or whatever. Like I'm looking forward to like a Jake being like, Heck yeah, let's make this happen. I'm all about this and Finn supporting him and yeah. whatever adventure he wants. There, there's several times in the show and I think maybe we've just been overanalyzing it on specific episodes and they've made Jake this kind of like lethargic, somewhat non-motivated. Uh, when Finn does adventure stuff, like he's all about it, you know? So there's, there's tons of episodes where he goes along with it. Now, a, a Jake episode down the road, that's going to be one. It's again, one of my favorite episodes is like Ultimate Sandwich. He builds an ultimate sandwich. It gets taken away. And they spend the whole episode trying to get the ultimate sandwich back. <laughs> you know? That's pretty great. You just reminded me of a wonderful ninja sex party song called The Ultimate Sandwich. The Ultimate Sandwich. If you're looking for just a song about how kick butt a sandwich could possibly be. Oh, man. 
Well, we'll, well the, what we'll do is we'll put a pin in that one, that episode. We'll compare Ninja Sex Party to Jake's Sandwich. Yeah, you'll have to listen to that. That They are consistently on my top five Spotify artists. Uh, and as someone who works in music, I feel very embarrassed by that. But I, <laughs> they're just so good. And Guilty also, I, I watch their Let's Plays, though. Like, obviously, I love the Game Grumps and all that world. But do you have any other questions for us, Ned? Um, I had one other question I think it was going to run by you. And and I think I know the answer, but I just figured it was worth, you know, a little like time of thought on your end. Do you kind of see and align yourself more with a thin character in this episode or like with a Jake character in this episode? Well, we just don't see enough of Jake. I think probably Jake because I don't think I would be running headfirst into the dungeon. And Finn is so frantic and constantly moving and like i mean just man the first like five minutes of him being in the dungeon this is a little aside from your question i'm gonna try and relate it somehow but like you know he's just like oh oh fun trap oh this is awesome like fate treasure chest like the floor's coming up and gonna trap me and like crush me with cement you know like i don't I, i wouldn't be down for all that man like i'd much rather have a picnic on a mountain and just enjoy my time yeah. and eat a sandwich and, and chill out and then i would even much rather have all of the um the trials that jake goes through are far more pleasant yeah in my mind They're, like i will do a spinning contest sure i will i don't know what he had to do with the laser did he have to catch the laser <laughs> you know, yeah like, maybe that was the, i don't know or not get distracted if by we it, were probably. to expand this episode and be like what was jake's whole episode leading up into that point yeah maybe it was like you have to catch the dot to get out of this room and I, he's just I think he just them. had to not be distracted by the dot i think that was probably <laughs> what it was like oh yeah he's like can i walk through here he's like oh yeah go ahead walk through or whatever he's just, just like oh oh but by the way dude laser point <laughs> you know i don't know so, man, what about you? Who, who are you? I don't know. Well, you you put a good spin on that because I was like, yeah, maybe, maybe I do align more with Jake and like, yeah, let's just have a picnic and wait for Princess Bubblegum to come back. And yeah, I'd rather face those trials. I do see myself more as a Finn, though, in a sense that like when you're going through these kind of like dungeons or tasks that you could like take them from a strategic approach, you're really self-aware on or not really self-aware, you become self-aware on yeah, maybe I can't just go in guns a-blazing. And I think maybe that's where I aligned with Finn was more of how he aligned towards the end of the episode and was like, yeah, like I have the motivation to go out and do stuff. I'm going to have a really strategic approach, but I bit off a little bit more than I could chew, you know? Yeah, and he, the rational mindset is definitely something that I relate with, you know? Yeah. So I, I could definitely see where you're coming with. Yeah, but, but I like your perspective too because I was like, oh, you know, I didn't take the Two perspective ways, of like yeah. maybe I wouldn't have even gone in the dungeon because I wanted to enjoy my little piano cup thermos of grape soda and sandwich on the top of a mountain, you know? Let's wait and see if Finn grows and see if he's not invincible or realizes that he's not invincible yeah. at some point, you know? He, d- he does. There's, there's a lot of growth in terms of like what, you know, you can you can and can't do. And then there's also just moments where, you know, like in the farm episode for all my fans out there, when they're just like, we're going to fight the farm. And it's like way overwhelming and him and Jake get in a big fight against each other because of it. Integrity so. Farms. Integrity <laughs> Farms. Do you have a lesson for me? Yeah, I have, I've got two lessons right here. Or actually, I might have a few more. I, first one, I'll bet teamwork makes the dream work. You know, that's, that's a big one. It's that you got you to gotta fight as a team to get through your dungeons. Second nice. one, the secret is a low flame over a long period. 
That is so true. You, yeah. got, you got a flambe. You got a flambe, baby. <laughs> um, and then that's my great. last one, that's like my uh, whoa, cheesy. Whoa, whoa, not three. I don't want three. That is my cheesy like little motivational one. All right, what you is know? it? Go I was like, your talents are awesome. So when you face trials, you may fail and you may get discouraged, but you are perfectly equipped the way you are with how you've been brought up, who you've become. And there will be trials that come your way one day where you will be perfectly equipped for that. And just just wait for those trials. Those are the ones that you are built for, you know. So that was that was my cheesy motivational lesson of the day. We always do that somehow. Uh, that's good. That was yeah, a good man. one, though. What about yours? I have a powdered donut. Is another word for a butt. Yeah. Which is not a great lesson. I, I struggle coming up with lessons on this one, honestly. But the other one is uh, Princess Bubblegum. Hold on, I gotta. Look around a little bit and just make sure. Make sure she's not she's here. Not, not here. She's uh, very intelligent. Mm. And I'm, I sincerely mean that she's very intelligent. <laughs> she's, she's watching. She's definitely watching. Yeah, I'd be scared of anybody that could scientifically alter a swan to shoot lasers and butt fart fly around the world, <laughs> you know? I'm just, we're going to, I'm sure we'll find more things about her that I just find un, unsettling. Um, unsettling. Y'all, thank you again. Yeah, this has been a fun one. This is definitely, I think, top one or two episodes for season one. So if, I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we do. If you didn't watch this episode, definitely go back and rewatch this episode. It is so good. Um, Y'all, this has been NeverEnding Adventure. Uh, Instagram, please give us a follow. Hit you us know. on the social. Socials, yeah. Review us on Apple. All that stuff that we say at the end of every episode. The reason I keep saying it is because it it helps a lot. Um, and not only for motivation and us seeing that people enjoy what we're doing, but but really just because it helps us get in front of other people. And we want to build a really dope uh, fan base of travelers and go on this journey with you guys, you know. And, and the adventure. Yeah. So Instagram's Never Ending Adventure Podcast. TikTok is never ending adventure cast and Twitter is NEA underscore podcast. I keep forgetting to make another email address for you guys to send in stuff and questions and whatnot. So until then, just send us a DM on Instagram, slide into those DMs, mm, and then we'll crispy. get we'll get an email uh for because I would love to have like a little bit of a uh I'm, I was gonna say travelers. We still don't know what y'all's name is, but let's just say travelers with an asterisk um <laughs> travelers qu traveler questions travel uh, travelers log travelers if you will, log. or something um but yeah thank you guys thank you guys love the juice yep bye-bye hey i'm ali h creates they just left the studio and left the recording on so i'm just going to close this out these dorks love you and wish you the greatest of adventures Never Ending Adventure was hosted by Neb Pruitt and Russell Tyndall and engineered by Michael Hitchcock. Until next time.